Hello. Welcome to the podcast at For All Our Kids. Do we have a treat for you or what? Tell me this. Do you like fairy tales? Yes? Okay. I did too. But did you ever have this voice in the back of your mind making annoying comments or asking quirky questions? Like, if this happened in India, then the princess would. Well, I did. And this year, I decided to use that voice to write our new series of stories called the Masala Fairy Tales. Once again, we take a familiar tale and add our twist to it. What if the wicked queens and the not-so-fragile princesses lived in India? How different would they be? Some stories may have the same sense of wonder, and others might be slightly sarcastic. A few would be set in contemporary times, and others in what we think of as bygone eras. All I can say is that we had fun writing these stories. We hope you enjoy these as much as all of us at For All Our Kids Do. But before we go on to today's story, have you checked out our other segment, titled Teacher to Parent? In that segment, we discuss topics related to education in the Indian context. You may have heard how important it is to read to children and may want more information on when to worry about your child's phonics skills. Our series on how young children learn to read has that information for you. We post the Teacher to Parent podcast every Wednesday. Do listen to those too, and let us know if you have any comments or topics you want us to address. And now, to the story. Today's story is a favorite from the Grimm brothers. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, but not like any other version you've heard before. Are you ready to be transported to the story, my friends? Here we go. Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs, with all the masala you can take. A long, long time ago, in a kingdom somewhere in India, a queen sat down to say her prayers. It was an auspicious time for the stars were all aligned to make your wishes come true. But of course, the queen did not know this. If she had, maybe she would have asked for a long life. And what muddle should happen at that exact moment? The maids-in-waiting tripped over the queen's pallu arranged beautifully on the floor. Their puja baskets flew to the ceiling and decided to turn back to earth halfway through. The queen sat astonished as the red kumkum powder rained on her jeweled white Banarasi sari, and plop fell big, black, juicy jamuns, as if saying, Look at me! Look at me! The queen's eye took in all three colors, and guess what she wished for? Ah! Oh. I wish my child would be as white as snow, red as blood, and black as the window frame. Yeah, you heard it right. You see, she had read the fairy tale Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs as a kid herself. Oh, your highness, 
Oh, your beautiful Banarasi sari! The maiden-waiting's cries brought the queen back to the present. Don't worry about my sari. I can get another one. I'm sure I will have a beautiful baby girl. The queen consoled her maid. The queen's wish was granted. She had a beautiful baby girl whose skin was the color of the night, the white of her eyes the color of snow, and hair that glinted red as blood in the afternoon sun. Unfortunately for both mother and child, the queen died right after the baby was born, and the entire kingdom mourned the queen's death. There was a problem, too. The queen died before the baby's naming ceremony. But the maiden-waiting had heard the queen make her wish, and she told the king all about it. So the king decided to name the baby Snow White, in memory of his wife's fond wish. Banarasi White didn't sound right somehow. And there was another problem. You see, the king hadn't read Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. He was clueless, and a year later he married again. And he married a beautiful woman who was very proud of her looks. The new queen was sure that no one else could come close to her beauty. It was not just her inner voice talking, for she had a special agent who spied on everyone in the kingdom and then gave the verdict. Every morning, Snow White's stepmother did her Sola Shringar, her 16 decorations and adornments. She put on her bindi, her kundan necklaces, matching jumkas in her ears, her nut or nose ring, jasmine flowers in the hair, a diamond nelly ring on her fingers, bangles, armlets, waistbands, gold anklets, kajal, toe rings, Mandy on her hands and feet, perfume, sandalwood paste, and then the royal robes. She trusted no one but her special agent to tell her whether her shringar looked right. So, after she was ready, the queen stood in front of a magic mirror with a challenge. Mirror, mirror on the wall, who in this land is fairest of all? The magic mirror did not need anything from the queen, yet it never failed her. It answered, You, my queen, are fairest of all. And this was music to the queen's ears. But of course, things don't stay the same forever, do they? Trouble was brewing silently. Kids have a habit of growing up and it happened to Snow White as well. She grew into a beautiful young woman. Her skin glistened like black conjivram silk, reflecting the light. Her eyes shone like the stars on a moonless night. Her hair flowed like molten lava in the sun's bright light. But the queen ignored her. In her mind, Snow White was no challenge. For goodness sake, that child was named after something that would melt in a few seconds in this hot kingdom of theirs. Then the day came when the queen's world shattered. 
She stood in front of the mirror, turning this way and that, ready to begin her daily ritual. The queen had no idea of what was to come when she opened her mouth to ask, Mirror, mirror, on the wall, who in this land is fairest of all? And the mirror answered, You, my queen, are fair, it is true, but Snow White is a thousand times fairer than you. The queen took the punch with disbelief. Okay, listen to me, Mira. That girl's eyes are snow white. The rest of her is darker than the sky on a moonless night. She cannot be the fairest of all. And she asked again. This was the first time she had asked the mirror twice in a day. Did you not hear me five minutes ago? The mirror glared back. The mirror's answer filled the queen with rage and envy. She heard that voice in her head every waking moment. Yes, she is the greatest beauty of all. Your time is over. It's her time now. The queen's body felt like it was on fire. Her hatred festered until she couldn't stand it any longer. The queen called for her loyal huntsman and said, Take that snow-white night-sky girl to the jungle. Kill her and bring her heart back to me. The huntsman was not surprised at all, as he knew the queen to be a heartless woman. So he led snow-white into the jungle. When they were deep enough, he reached for his knife. But it was not so simple after all for Snow White stood there boldly, hands on her hips. Growing up, Snow White had always been curious about her name. All the other girls she knew were called Varnamala, Chandraleka, and Sulochana. Why was she named Snow White? The young girl sought out all those who knew her mother and asked for the story behind her name. She tried to find a copy herself when she heard about a fairy tale. Alas, no one knew the story. The young princess suspected that there was something dark and sinister behind her name. So she asked her guru to teach her Kalari Paitu. And soon she was pretty good at it. The huntsman took one look at her and threw his head back, laughing loudly. He pulled out his hunting knife and reached for her when his shin exploded in pain. The princess had stabbed him with a long stick lying on the jungle floor. You, you, you! Rage and pain robbed him of words. The silly fool had misjudged the princess just because she was a young woman. She darted this way and that with her stick. And before he knew it, she held his knife in her hands. The huntsman thought of the queen and began to cry, saying, Oh, dear princess, let me live. I will take the heart of an animal and give it to the queen. Why don't you go into the jungle? It's a place of wonder with gold and diamond mines. Please. Oh, all right. Stop sniveling. 
I will keep the knife, of course, replied Snow White. The man thought, oh, the wild animals will soon finish her off. Cheered up, the huntsman left for the palace. The queen snatched the wild boar's heart he'd picked up on the way, put it in a glass case, and carried it to her room with a smile on her face. We end the first episode of our Masala fairy tale Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs right here. Now Snow White showed mercy to the huntsman and let him go. But then he has to report to the queen. Will he get away with it? What about the dwarfs? What next? Come back next week for episode two of our Masala fairy tale, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. Until then, goodbye from all of us at For All Our Kids. 